wholeness. Humans Resourced was recorded in the Byron Bay hinterland in New South Wales, Australia, during May of 2019. It's a series of unedited, unfiltered, unscripted, heart-to-heart conversations between two dear friends, myself, Carly Nimmo, and Callie Brown. Humans Resourced is fueled by nature, endless cups of tea, and friendship. This series was intentionally created for you to binge on. So grab yourself a cuppa and let's dive beneath the surface. We've just been talking about um, off mic about why people come to the coaching space and that both of us come from an angle, which I'm sure most coaches in some way do. Um, And I guess that's what makes coaching different to some therapies out there is that I'll speak for myself. I treat my clients as whole, naturally creative, resourceful and whole, just as they are. And yet so many of us are walking through our lives, our daily lives, feeling in some way broken, Mm. in some way like we're not adding up to someone else's version of success or we're missing something, not enough in some way and are so articulate in that language and in that knowingness and in that awareness of self that when you are simply asked, what do you love about you? it can really hit straight to the heart because when we're, you yeah we're so well versed yeah it's almost like it, it's it's our nature to look at look at all the areas where we suck all review, the things all our right? inadequacies this is your and, mid-year review yeah yeah <laughs> even just the word review like the energy of that word when actually we could be coming together to review all your strengths, mm. right? Imagine if that yeah. was the purpose of a mid-yearly review within a corporation. Yeah, but it's like, okay, so what we're going to do, you know, these are the things you're doing right and we we just put this little layer of like, you know, this is the good stuff. So now we're going to dive into the things you're not doing so well. Yeah. These are the areas of improvement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like that used to piss me off areas so much. Areas of improvement. Yeah, these are your areas of improvement. That used to piss me off so much because it's like, seriously, <laughs> nobody can tell you what you lack or what needs improvement mm. better than you fucking can. Yeah. So what about where do you feel you could improve? Right. Even just that might even be a better way of approaching it. But right. we're so articulate, articulate, like you said, well-versed in our relationship with where we need to improve, mm. where we need to change, where we need to fix, which is so often why people come into the coaching space is because something within them doesn't add up, 
feels like needs to change, needs to shift, when actually a lot of the work comes to embracing what is Mm. and stepping into what is already whole, right? Mm. So it's wholeness. And I remember talking to you about this in a conversation. It's wholeness over goodness, Mm. right? The goody two-shoes, the getting it right, the shooting for what feels good over what feels whole. Right. Because a whole human isn't a good human. Right. A whole human is a human that is good and bad and happy and sad and and angry and love and rageful and, yeah, messy and clean and, you know, like it, it is a whole human and the whole human has all of the all of the elements. We all have all of the elements living within us, but what we choose to see is those that we deem negative or that need improvement. Yeah. For what? For the approval and satisfaction of those around us. Yeah. And I wonder with that sense of brokenness, I wonder what that costs us. Oh, a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, because we outsource the wholeness. Yeah, totally. Well, and not just, just not just even in like you know the wrong coach and the and all the programs and the and the this and the that, but also like in the clothes that we buy and and you know and all of the things that we do to yeah. be seen as this image of highly curated perfection, the bits that we want the world to see and not the others, and we all do that. Yeah, and in order to not feel broken, right. When actually, if we could be articulate in our brokenness in a whole way, in awareness, in embracing, in permission, actually allowing ourselves, then we don't, that means we don't glaze over, we don't glaze over the good bits. So often, we glaze over them, looking at the areas, even in the good bits, that what feel could broken. I yes. What could he? We're back here again. Areas of improvement, right? That was great. That felt really good. But what could I improve? Uh huh. Presence mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about the only thing that could be improved. <laughs> totally. And when we feel broken, being present to that rather than feeling like it needs to be fixed. Yeah, it needs to be changed. It needs to be altered. You know, I I need to get out of this place. And then comes about the outsourcing. Mm. There's something around that, even in the word broken, like broke. Right? I'm broke. It's like, well, when you're broke, what do you got to lose? Nothing. You got everything to gain. Right. So... There is no wrong about broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what would it be like to become articulate in your wholeness mm. rather than well-versed in your brokenness? What would that be like? Hmm. Yeah, so what the question that like the question that I guess I am asking myself now is like, you know, I I've I mean, I've spent so long doing work on myself. <laughs> Years, decades. And um 
And so I am quite also quite well versed in what my strengths are. Yep. Isn't there a thing called Strength Finders yeah, strengths or something? Finder two point Yeah, there you go. It's literally called that. Okay. I don't know if it's still called that. Okay. But it might be. It was yeah. Gallup's Gallup's Strengths Test. Yeah. Um And I also know and and kind of accept the pieces that are broken for the most part. Sometimes a new piece will come in and I'll have to do some introspection and looking at it and bring yeah. it to the surface and exploration and stuff. But for the most part, there is balance in, in the seeing the broke bits, seeing the good bits, mm-hmm. being okay where I am. Mm-hmm. But that has taken a lot of self-inquiry, a lot of self-acceptance, learned compassion for myself. You know, there's been a lot, a lot that's got gone into that. Yeah. And even still, you find yourself getting stuck in those places. But now it's like I get in those places and there's just a deep permission for me to be there. Yeah. Which is not, not a comfortable place and one that we're really taught to avoid. Yeah. You know, we are taught to avoid pain. And I don't know actually if it's an inherent human nature thing to avoid pain. Maybe it is. Because um, for our own safety, we we need to avoid when we're being burnt or, you know, so there is this like maybe there's this inherent thing about avoiding pain. But, you know, the pain is also here to teach us stuff. Totally. And I sense that that is the piece. I think maybe the avoidance of pain is there, but it's what is your attitude toward pain and what is our society's right. attitude toward pain? And I think of that like with how we have made birth such a medicalized thing and made pain as something we're not capable of. <sighs> when actually innately, when you make space for the wholeness that pain creates rather than treating pain as a broken piece mm. then your capabilities what you, the environment around you is plays such a key place in plays such a key piece in you feeling capable of the pain mm. right right because if you're seeing pain as a weakness within you then your capability of being with it is nil but if you're seeing pain as something you are capable of being with then the pain and your willingness to be with it is expansive as possible. Yeah, yes. And I feel like there's also this piece, Cal, where the reason that we are such incredible coaches is because we are willing to allow people to experience their pain. Right. Without, 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 um, (sighs) well, we don't see it as it needing to be fixed. Right. Right, we give it a place. Yes. So yes. when pain is welcome at the table, when rage is welcome at the table, when anxiety is welcome at the table, when feeling lost is welcome at the table as opportunities to step into our wholeness, right? Not to be avoided because I've got a hair in my mouth. Mm, <laughs> I welcome you, hair in my mouth. Um, not to be avoided, um, uh, but not to avoid the hairy situations, <laughs> right? And find yourself there and 
I mean, I think we've come back on this in quite a few episodes and I think it's really starting to feel like a theme for me. It's curate your environments, Mm. environments that celebrate pain, that celebrate you being in your full expression of who you are. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I feel like there there is this piece where we get to yeah we get to also curate how our relationship to pain internally by witnessing how we experience other people's pain. Right. So for me, that that was a key part. Right. Like, I remember going to a um, I don't know, like a women's circle, probably ten or fifteen years ago, and and a big part of that was like the people who come here. Like, you know, we have this experience where where it's a release. You get to release whatever it is and leave it in this space and it stays here. And you get to do it without being touched, without being consoled, without without anything. We are here to witness you mm-hmm. in wherever you go. And when we open the door to leave here, whatever was there stays there. <laughs> right? Because it's like we live in this society where even and I bring this to my retreats, let someone cry. Don't diminish their feelings by handing them a box of tissues. You know, I know that seems like such a small thing to do and such a kind thing to do, but what it's really saying is this is not okay. Wipe your tears. Totally, and it's the same with what I'll say in a group environment when I'm coaching is watch where you feel like apologising. Mm. Because all that does is stop the flow of what where you are willing to go. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I'm crying. I just I'm really sorry about that. All of a sudden, you're out of the feeling, and it's a it's an it's a, it's a way of keeping yourself detached mm-hmm. from what is truly there for you. No apology needed. No apology needed. And if you do apologize, that's not wrong. Just notice. That's I'm not it. willing to go there just yet. Yeah. Not willing to go to that place. That's okay. I, I apologize there. I'm not not willing to be with that broken piece of myself right now in full wholeness. And when you're sitting in a circle or in the company of someone who is in pain and crying, witnessing, you know, because this is about observation. It's about, that's how we learn. We observe our own behaviors. So it's like, when we're in one of those situations where someone is crying, witnessing how uncomfortable and how that is showing up within us because our need to um, offer someone advice, our need to hand them a box of tissues, our need to make things okay for them is actually not at all about them and their pain. It's about you and your discomfort about their pain, right? right. <laughs> about witnessing them in pain. Yeah. And it's actually an opportunity for us when we're in that place to step more into our own wholeness of where there are places that are uncomfortable for us. It's not to hang on the broken parts that can't be with another broken part. It's actually like, oh, okay, within my wholeness, this is a piece that's uncomfortable for me because we're always moving toward greater expansive of wholeness. What I see is like a circle that continues to sort of grow, almost like a heartbeat, you know. And with each willingness to kind of beat up against that exterior, we're pushing it open and further and further and further to open ourselves up to our fullness. So we're whole. How full do you want to be within that? Mm. And that can be uncomfortable for some people to actually feel full. 
Because then what if it breaks? What if someone takes that away from me? What if I live in my most utmost vision of joy and happiness and that's my truth? What then? Right? What do I do when I don't feel broken? Who am I when I'm not searching to be fixed? Mm. Well, that is that is a you know an area that I have been exploring over the last 12 to 18 months is that piece of who am I? Who am I when I'm who I wanted to be? <laughs> who am I when I have all that I dreamed of? Yeah. And that place can be scary and vulnerable, but I also know for a fact that place is not devoid of all the things that you were before. Right. That it's still that place is because right. of all the things that you were before. Right. And and all of those things still exist within you. The fear still exists within yeah. you. The doubt still exists within you. The rage still exists within you. The disappointment still lives. The resentment, the bitterness, the, you know, all of those things that we, the, the, bro- the feel, even the feeling of brokenness still totally. lives there. Totally. Helplessness. It all still lives within me, even though I'm in this place that I, that where I feel really amazing. Totally. But I, what I hear is, from your energy is that it's all welcome. Right. So that's the difference, right? Because then there is no room for shame and no room for wronging and no room for allowing yourself to feel broken because when all parts of self are welcome, then you are whole Mm. (laughs) and you are human. You are bliss-filled and you are also grief-filled and you are also anxiety-filled and you are also fear-filled and you are also love-filled, you know, yeah, like yeah. your container gets to be filled up with all the stuff. Mm. And then we don't have to evaluate ourselves on where we're weak and where we're strong. We and get those to, areas of improvement. Right, exactly. Because actually... The beauty of life is that I get to walk as one piece of the puzzle and as I journey, I find another piece of the puzzle that fits into my piece of the puzzle, mm. right? my shape, and I shape, shift next to you because you and I have these conversations that light us both up and we hope they're lighting you guys up out there as well and if they're not, well, you can press end. You know, we're not broken. Um, if you still listen, yeah. chances are high. <laughs> but I just, if we see ourselves as kind of these giant puzzle pieces, we match up with people along the way. Mm. And your parts where you've got your strength and my weakness actually join my strength and my weakness. So they not become strengths and weaknesses anymore. Yeah. They actually just become pieces where we can join with others, you know? Yeah. So no apology is needed. No apology is needed Mm. for your happiness, for your wildness, for your full expression of self, for your loneliness, for your need for validation, whatever it is that you're experiencing right now. Because when you accept something, like true acceptance, (sighs) it dissipates. Yeah. Right? So it's like... It's, for example, someone comes to you and says, oh, I'm just, I feel so shit about this. Like, you know, I'm such a shit person or whatever. They're focused on like this negative part that they see of themselves. And when you witness that with love and you're like, oh, I totally get that. Mm. 
yeah, I've totally been there before. There's actually nothing wrong with you. It's like, I know. And check yourself. Like, what are you identifying with? Mm. Because if you're identifying with broken, then everything will go through the lens of brokenness. And it is exhausting. Yeah, I've been there. Spent a long time in that space. Me too. And then if you just reframe and look through the lens of wholeness, then the broken pieces of you, they don't lead anymore. Mm. They're still there, like you said. Yeah, right. Because it's like being in that place, I also want to point out, spent many years there. It's not wrong. No. It actually led me to expand what it what it what I feel it did is, you know, we we've spoken about this before, like the or the idea of like, you know, we have a bandwidth and and a baseline. Yeah. And so because I've sat in the in the lowest of the low, it's actually opened up the opportunity to go higher. Yep. To feel better. Mm. To feel better you know, more amazing than I could have if I was playing in this little safety zone of like limiting my expression of feels. Mm -hmm. It's through the allowing myself to feel really shit that gives me the capacity to feel really fucking good and be in either. Yeah. in a place of acceptance, not, yeah. Because what ends up happening is like if you've got this attachment to being in a good place all the time, you end up shaming yourself for feeling anything but that and you're actually not present to life. And you're missing the good yeah. that's available to you're you. You're missing the good. If you're attached to always feeling good, always feeling positive, you know, <laughs> There is that. I know. I know. I know. I should just feel positive. Mm. I really, I really should because I've got everything, you know. And I just really, I should feel positive. Life is really good, you know. I have this great husband. Yeah, and, like actually, and I've got, it's I'm all right. With two beautiful you know? children, and I have a roof over my head, and, and I wanted hey, all this. You know, I've got, I've got all my limbs, and yeah. you know, I'm not living in a war torn country. I'm not blind. And... <sighs> you know, like I don't know why I'm still feeling so broken. And what's interesting is we can't actually understand the benefit of something while we're in it. Mm. (laughs) Mm. So the trusting piece Mm. that the benefit, we can't measure the benefit of something until we've experienced it. Mm. So that's just the limit of being human. And we actually, I think that's actually a beautiful creation because if we were measuring the benefit while we were in it, we'd never actually get the full benefit (laughs) because our minds are actually really limited. And when we're on the other side, it's like, wow, wow. wow." So I wonder what it would be like for you listeners now to step into wholeness and to actually lead from a place of feeling whole. Because it's not about fixed and broken. It's about whole. Yeah. Yeah. Fixed and broken don't even exist in anything other than language. Right. And if 
Well, you, a bone breaks. Mm-hmm. A, a a you know a toy breaks. Mm-hmm. A human doesn't break. They sometimes mm-hmm. break down, mm-hmm. but they don't break. Mm, they break through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cliche, right? <laughs> True. Did you just say that? <laughs> break down to break through. <laughs> I feel um, the cliche coming on. <laughs> I feel an overused tone. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we come out of a hole to be whole, right? right. Well, some of us, <laughs> the cut, the, it can be a cut hole or a or a hole. Yeah. But there is a, yeah. We, yeah, we come, I mean, we come I mean, through. That is, the, that is right. just another fucking paradox. Right, right. <laughs> a hole. Yeah, a hole. Dig a hole. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I just think that so often we've created societies that have us lean into our brokenness Mm. so that we can step out of ourselves to have someone else make us feel whole or some product to make us feel whole. When what would it be like to actually lead from wholeness? Mm. Oh, yes. Yes, sister. Okay. So you try that that on now. You hear? (laughs) You hear? That is the question for today. What would it be like if you lived from a place where you were whole? How would that impact the relationships that you have with those around you? How would that impact the way you show up in the world? And how would that impact the way you, your purchasing habits? Right. And your view of your body. Yes. And your view of your resilience, your capabilities your weaknesses, your strengths. Also, what would it be like when we're considering ourselves whole? It would start to ripple out with us seeing our partner as whole mm. and our kids as whole. And imagine teachers our teaching clients, our kids. God forbid we our, see our, our clients, clients as whole. <laughs> right. Mm. What if we marketed? You know, we will dive into this in a further episode. Yeah. Um, but what if we what if we marketed from a place where people were whole? What if we gave them the autonomy to come to their own decisions out of a place of wholeness? Like, wh- what kind of world would be we be living in if if that was the case? Yeah, nothing needed to be fixed because nothing was broken. Mm. Because nothing is broken. Amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> a woman. A human. <laughs> that was Humans Resourced. To join myself, Carly Nimmo, and Kelly Brown in person and in our natural habitat of Byron Bay, come to Undercurrent, a one day retreat to go beneath. Step away from the surface level stuff. The overwhelm, the obligation, the confusion, the muddiness, the frustration, the lack, and dive into what always lies beneath. Your calling, soulful nourishment, support and flow. July 6th, Byron Bay. To find out more, go to bit.ly forward slash humans resourced or check the show notes.